the volume. This Sessions is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. They're America's number one sportsbook for a reason, y'all. It's so easy to use. It's safe and secure. That's one of the main things for me. I don't want any BS. I love that there's no BS with FanDuel. Plus, you get your winnings fast. Now winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours. Plus, it's super fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. It's awesome. So if you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with the promo code Renee, that's R-E-N-E-E, so that they know that I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Wyoming, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona 18887897777 or visit ccpg.org/chat for Connecticut 1800gambler or visit fanduel.com/rg for Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania and Virginia 1877770stop for Louisiana 1800270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan 18778hopeny or text hopeny for New York Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 and 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Hey guys, welcome to the sessions. We've got a hell of an episode here for you today. If you came here for wrestling, you are not getting that today because we like to step outside of our comfort zones. You know, it doesn't always have to be all wrestling all day. Though, we have been deviating quite a bit lately, having on different broadcasters, different people from Walks of Life. That's what this show is all about. Um, So I am so excited and honored and thrilled to have on the legendary Jim Jones from the Diplomats, Dipset, Love and Hip Hop. I mean, this guy has done it all. What an insane career this man has had. Um, and you know, the kind of the thing that I kept coming back to is like, you cannot put this man in a box. I mean, you look at like the rap hip hop situation, you look at the reality television situation. The man has done an off Broadway show. He's been in a Christmas movie. My literal dream. He has got to live that out with Nick Cannon. So freaking cool. Um, We also talk about chopped cheese, which I had not a clue what chopped cheese was, but he certainly educates me on that. Um, We also get some fashion stuff. This man has walked Paris Fashion Week before for Off-White. He's just done it all. He's such a cool dude. I'm so excited that he gave me um, some of his time to hang out. I will say, though, I was definitely a little bit apprehensive going into this interview. I was like, can I hang with Jim Jones? Do I know enough to keep a conversation afloat with this man? So listen, if this is like perhaps (laughs) a slightly more awkward version of Renee Paquette than maybe we're used to, that's why I was trying to respect the space. Um, My biggest like pet peeve is trying to like go into a lane that's not your lane and just act like you fucking belong there. And that is like not what I wanted to do in this interview. It was very much so like, all right, let's find our common ground and and have that conversation. So that was really my approach going into this interview. But I mean, the, the guy was just an absolute gem. Oh, and his fitness, the guy, he literally had fresh walked out of the gym because that is a a huge aspect of his life. But anyways, we get into it. Here's the interview. If I'm awkward, I'm sorry, Jim Jones. We love you. Are we best friends now? I think that maybe we are. 
I don't know. Reach out. We can, you know, we can go on like a little group couples dinner or something. I'm just putting that out there. Anyways, guys, this is the sessions. This is Jim Jones. Giddy up. I'm so excited to have you on the show. First of all, it was just your birthday. Happy belated birthday. Thank you very much. What did you do for your birthday? What was the what was the uh, festivities looking like? I kind of kept it kind of simple. I had a uh, little crab legs and champagne by the pool for some of the closest people I deal with. And then um, they had a surprise party for me downtown in one of the rooftops and Mary J. Blige, Fabulous, Fat Joe. A few, few people came by to wish me a happy birthday. It was pretty dope. Amazing. Oh, my God. Crab legs and champagne. Sign me up for that party. That sounds so chic. Ugh. Though, you kind of need the carbs. When you're throwing back, like, a bunch of champagne, the seafood ain't going to cut it. Throw a couple crackers into the mix, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's talk your body. I want to talk about this body. You just left the gym. You are constantly posting the videos, working out, getting shredded. You're like in all the magazines, getting your flex on. What inspired getting into the gym, bulking up and, and getting this physique? Because you look great. The first thing that inspired me was when I got with my lady a long time ago. She was like, you way too skinny. So she was the first person to actually take me to the gym and get me acclimated to working out in a real way. What is her background? Did she, like, is she, she knows what she's doing fitness wise? She taught me pretty much what I knew to, to get me started. Um, she's been in the gym for, for as long as I've known her. So she's always been in a bit of shape. Um, I was a little bit like 160 soaking wet when I met her. <laughs> Got to put some pounds on you, boo. So it was a good thing. Um, I stuck with it. 19 years later, I'm still doing it. Um, good for you. And it's good. It's the fountain of youth. Closest thing to the fountain of youth anyway. I completely agree. Keep that metabolism going. Keep the body moving. How does that conversation go, though? When you have your woman telling you you got to bulk up a little bit, what? <laughs> My husband would die if I told him that. Not that he needs to. He's a beefy man already. But what is that conversation like? I just met her, so I guess it was. it, it really wasn't nothing, but... I definitely didn't want to be the, the skinny dude and have your lady looking at all the dudes that was in shape. So I try to cut that down as much as I can. That's why I stay in the gym. What is like your advice to someone that's getting in the gym? Because it can be very daunting if you don't know what you're doing. You don't know where to start. Definitely like good to have somebody to steer you in the right direction. What would you suggest? The first thing I would tell them is make sure you get to the gym. That's the most important part. Once you get to the gym, you're going to work out. You're going to do something. That's the that's the, the very first ingredient I would tell someone. Just get to the gym. It's the most important part. Also, the hardest part is to get there. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I actually try to like Jedi mind trick myself. As soon as I get up, I put on my workout clothes, just insinuating that at some point during the day, I will hit a couple squats. I'll do a little bit of cardio, something needs to happen. I think having a good outfit at the gym, at least from a woman's point of view, if I get new gym clothes, you damn well better believe I'm going to be making more trips to the gym if I'm feeling good. That's a great ingredient for women because 
Chrissy does that also. She needs new gym clothes every month in order to feel inspired so she can go to them. So definitely new gym clothes is, is definitely a thing. Fight fans come out swinging with a no sweat first bet on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers get up to $1,000 back in free bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with the promo code Renee. Bet on who will win, knockouts, when the fight will end, and so much more. So guys, if you haven't tried FanDuel, now is the perfect time to give it a shot. Join now with promo code Renee to get a no-sweat first bet. That's up to $1,000 back in free bets if your first bet doesn't win, exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Disclaimer, 21 in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 for Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT for Indiana. 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369 for New York. The TN Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 for Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. What is going on in your world right now? What uh, what what are the things that you're up to currently, aside from the gym and, and coming off of the uh, birthday celebrations? I put an album out at the beginning of the summer, uh, Lobby Boys, um, currently jumped from 54 to 50 on Billboard. I have a platform called Quarantine Studios, which... Uh, I was fortunate enough to to create uh, this technology with AWS, which is pretty good. So we're in the middle of building the front half of the platform. There's so much that I've been doing, movies, fitness. Uh, you do everything. You're like fascinating to me. You are not a person to be put in a box. You do a little bit of everything, even from like doing fashion shows at like Paris Fashion Week. Like what was that experience like for you? Paris was dope. Um, I haven't been to Paris in so long, so that was a real great feeling, especially to be walking on a, on a runway for the off-white fashion show. God bless Virgil's soul. Um, I had so many conversations with this uh, with this young man before we had, had lost him. Um, and just to know that he still kept his promise solid after he was gone, and I got to actually walk in a Paris runway show was definitely, definitely one of the bucket list things for me. That was a great situation. So you had talked to him before that you really wanted to, to walk the runway for him? Yeah, we talk a lot uh, about fashion and ideas. He was a very big fan of the whole diplomat uh, movement. Um, so we gave him a lot of inspiration from when he was coming up. So we had a lot in common and fashion was definitely one of them. And um, he kept his word. So I got to walk in Paris runway show. I don't know how many more I'll do, but I definitely got one. So that's good enough for me. Gosh, that, did you take time to like really reflect on the fact that you got to do that, but also just like your relationship with Virgil to be able to do that after his passing? What was what was that like afterwards to just kind of celebrate what you got to do and in his legacy? I mean, it was great just to be able to walk out there and see that different type of world of fashion and things like that, which is pretty much my introduction to that level of fashion. Um, we still kept his word to know that he let people know how cool that we were for his word to be kept after he was gone because you know Jim Jones probably doesn't hold too much weight inside of a Virgil the Virgil of our room but you know I wouldn't go that far because you looked great 
Like, I feel like you, like, I saw, like, the sheer purple shirt. Like, you looked like you belonged out there. I feel like it was a hell of a look. <laughs> that Prince vibe. I think I'm too heavy, too bulky to actually be a, a runway model. But I take, I take whatever they give me. <laughs> if, if only to call back those 160 days, right? Now you got to worry about where you're going to put all this beef. <laughs> um, Fashion-wise now. What do you love? What's your go-to? If you were like going out to dinner, you're taking your woman out. What is like, what's your, what's your outfit look like on a day like that? I'm not really the, the dressy, dressy type of guy. I'm more of like the freshy, freshy type of guy. Harlem, we got this thing where we just do what we like and we do what we consider fly. So an average day probably would just completely start with a uh, a brand new pair of all white Air Force Ones, and then we'll take it, man. It can go any direction. It can go uh, Dolce Cabana suit. It could go jeans and a nice shirt. It could go jeans and a white T-shirt with some jewelry. It depends on how I'm feeling that day. I need you to talk to me about the Air Force Ones because this is a look that I try to do, and I just don't think that it's for me. And I try and I try, and I always circle the drain on it. I'm like, let's put the sneakers back on, see if I can pull off this look. And I just feel like I'm not doing a good job. What is, um, do you have any advice of how to pull off this sneaker look and still keeping it like feminine and cute? Well, you know, uh, Air Force Ones is a staple of the Harlem community. And for females, they do it also. Um, they, they look great. When I see them on other people, I think it's adorable. As soon as I put it on me, I'm like, oh, I don't know that this is working for me. You can't be too serious with it. It's the, it's, right. it's, you gotta dress up fun with it. You know what I mean? Like you might put on one of your flyest dresses and then throw on a pair of Air Force Ones with a, with a, nice, with a nice purse and everything would just be just fine. It looks so good. And I don't know if it's because I'm like a new mom that I feel like I look like I'm doing the mom thing when I do that. I don't know. Well, now's the perfect season. Sundressy, a uh, long button down T-shirt. So your boyfriend with the air. Like, there's so many ways you can dress that up. Yeah. OK, I'm in I'm going to work on it. I'm going to go back to the drawing board because I've got them here. And I really want to pull this off. I'm doing my best. Um, talk to me about the pink and how much you guys really inspired pink in fashion and making that such a, such a hot look. Um, we definitely made pink a cool color inside of fashion. This is a dip sex color, uh, red, white, and blue and pink are our colors and pink. We kind of, we took responsibility for that long, long time ago. Um, they say masculine men on the men to be able to wear pink. Well, we showed so many men to be masculine by putting pink on in so many different ways, shades and fashion, you know, and we still do it to this day as I have a closet full of pink accessories that I like to put on pink Air Force Ones, pink shirt, pink shorts, pink hoodie, bunch of pink in there. I love me some pink. I'm on a big pink kick right now too. keep it coming. It just never I don't feel like it ever really goes out of fashion, but especially now with like more of like the neon colors that are out there. But a man in pink is a sharp look. I'm a fan of the bright pink, like the bright neon pinks is pretty dope. Well, kudos to you guys then. Thank you for making it cool <laughs> all those years ago. <laughs> um, so I was reading as I was getting ready for this interview that you saved one of your friend's lives, Jerry Fleet. What happened? You you went and performed CPR. What happened here? Uh, we were in Miami. Um, just finished a hell of a day. Uh, end up winding down by the pool. I'm on the phone. Um, I hear somebody screaming frantically. 
Jim, Jim, um, I turn around and I'm like, why would y'all be screaming my name in these situations? Like, am I supposed to turn around and fix this? Like, what the fuck, man? But I turn around and I see my friend really in a bad position where he can't breathe. He's drooling at the mouth. His eyes are rolling in the back of his head. He's falling out of seat. And I was fortunate enough to take CPR classes for my little sister was a baby because she was a miracle baby. So we had to learn about what to do because she had a heart problem or a heart murmur. She is the oldest person this year with her condition, and her condition is a very serious condition. She's 37 right now. She's a miracle woman. So I've learned y'all do that from a young age. And I just administrated what they told me to do. God on my side. It felt like God took my hands and, and, and showed me to do and played his passageway, was able to breathe, snapped back. He didn't know what happened, but God is good. And he only calls those that he needs at that time. He didn't need flee because he knew I needed him more. Oh, my gosh. And everyone's shouting your name that all of a sudden you need to be the authority on CPR. Thank God you knew what you were doing. Thank God. I thank God or thank God both ways because God was with me. That is like my fear. I'm literally like hot right now imagining that happening. Like I have a 13 month old daughter. Remember my mom said that to me at one point. She's like, you should take a CPR class just in case. And I have not done that, but I 100% should. It's so simple. You could go online and take a CPR class for three days out the week. It's a half an hour class. It takes like three sessions to get to, to get done. But it's it's something great to, to have the knowledge of. You never know where you might be. You never know who might need your help. You never like so. I, I encourage everybody to learn a little bit. It don't take too much of the time. It's not like going to school to become a doctor. Okay, so your sister, what is the condition that she has? I don't know the exact name of it. Um. But I know she was born with a severe heart murmur. And when she was born, they gave us the choice when she was being born. They gave us the choice that we should try to keep her alive or let life take its course. And we opted to keep her alive. And that was 37 years ago when she wasn't even supposed to make it. That's crazy. It's so crazy when you hear stories like that. And like, I know for me, I always just assume that people in the medical world know what's best. And you lean into that, assuming that they know what's what. But for you to like go the other way and say, no, no, obviously we're keeping your your sister. But like that, holy wow. For her to make it to 37, that's amazing. And she's doing good, feeling good. Well, she's the strongest woman that I've, I've met in my life. She's really like Wonder Woman. I mean, this this girl gets up and texts about 100 people every morning, inspirational quotes. You never will ever tell that she's in pain because she doesn't say she's in pain. She's more worried about the happiness of how we doing than her own self. Like she's selfless. Like she's a dope girl. Um, So, you know, and she's living life. She's happy. She's smiling. She was, she was at my party the other night and Mary J. Blige came in, who's absolutely the queen to her, her favorite artist of all time. So that was like bucket list for her. Like, you should the smile on her face is something you can't buy. And that made me feel very happy. That's so cool. I love that. Football fans, check out the Three and Out podcast with John Middlecoff, only on the Volume Podcast Network. John brings his unique perspective as an ex-NFL scout to the volume to break down all the news around the NFL and college football. Whether you're looking for game predictions, coaching searches, the ins and outs of the NFL front office, even an occasional golf tip. John has you covered. Download three and out with John Middlecoff only on the volume podcast network. Um, well, yeah, you're definitely not a person to put in a box. I mean, whether you look at your music career, your acting career, your, your modeling career, you have dabbled in so many things, 
But one thing that I think is so cool is that you did this off-Broadway musical. How did this come about for you to do that and like get everything together to get that up and running? That's amazing. You used to be signed to these major labels. They still do it now. Every time you have an album coming out, they have these elaborate listening sessions that you use your marketing budget for. Um, I wanted to do something different than just have a party in one of these dope spots and let people listen to music and drunk. I wanted people to get into what this album was about. All my albums are pretty much themed about things and the place I was at in life during that time. And I wanted people to see where I was at in life. And I was like, maybe we can do a musical where I'm actually performing these records as opposed to just playing it, having DJ playing and we mingling. Um, they added a, a play director who was familiar with doing plays and end up turning into a full-on musical. I believe it was 52 minutes, I believe it was. 25 cast members off Broadway twice for two weeks, one week. And every time we did it, we sold completely out. This is before Hamilton and all of these was doing these type of plays. Um, but as a hip-hop artist, you don't know the ins and outs of Broadway. But I do believe that if I did that, I would have a Broadway hit something like Cats because the New York Times gave me two thumbs up in the theatrical section was pretty good for a play, especially off-Broadway play. Yeah, like that's amazing to be able to check off that bucket list and like being a guy from New York and just like even if you don't know about the theater Broadway scene, you pass it all the time. It's a thing that you like know in your periphery. So for you to like dive into that world and to receive the like the reviews that you did for that, that's yeah. To have like a cast of 25 as well. What was it like working with all those people and like seeing them perform your work? I respect every actor that does Broadway plays because to rehearse that, it took me two months, eight hours a day, literally. I was rehearsing. Obama was, became president and we came outside in the streets filled up with people going absolutely crazy. As some, some of the dope actors come through and give me some advice, but the rehearsal was really rigorous like this wasn't a game to be played like you really had to learn what it was to be on stage and your mark and when the exit stage exit right exit left lights all these things is what i've got to know so i'm <laughs> yeah. pretty familiar with how a play runs so in the future hopefully i can bring this play back up and add some new scenes to it as far as where my life been and really do a, a broadway play God, that's that really is like some bucket list when you've done so many things already and you have this amazing resume, all this work to sit on and then to dabble into another world. I think just like artist to artist and moving into different worlds. I mean, you can't help but just get the respect of everybody else from that world to just see you dive into it like that. That's so cool. Lot to chew on, too. It's a lot. Um, Reality TV. I did a small stint on reality television doing a show called Total Divas uh, featuring wrestlers from WWE. How did you like doing reality TV? It was a new venture for me. I actually coined it. I, I created it for the for our culture with Love of Hip Hop. Uh, that was my whole show, my whole idea. Um, I was so high strung and getting so much money at the time. Uh, reality TV was like taboo to the rappers. So for me to dive into it, I wasn't as serious about the business as I should have been. And also my lady Chrissy at that time was supposed to do a reality show that kind of fell through. So 
I know VH1 was on my back, so I told her, like, listen, if we could get a reality show that's built around what we got going on in our relationship, then I'm going to do it. Um, lo and behold, we went in there. They loved the concept. Um, a couple of people that I had in my management ended up leaving management and turning into producers of the show. Um, and that's kind of how I kind of lost my whole position in that. But I still was so preoccupied with everything else. I was more worried about making my lady happy for something that she was interested in. Um, but for the most part, I've helped numerous and numerous and numerous amounts of people put money in their pocket. Also helped numerous people turn into uh, characters from the television. <laughs> I've created a whole new world of people to make money inside of our culture. Um, I don't think people get that. Anybody that's on that show, even right now, they should be high-fiving me and thanking me every time. <laughs> it would be none of that if I didn't create it, literally. What do you think is a success for somebody to to go on reality television and to make it work? Because it's not for everybody. And for you to be able to go on and have the track record you've had and make other stars out of it, what do you think that's about? I don't know. It's dysfunctional TV. It's not going to work for everybody. Only the few people that people uh, gravitate to are the people that actually going to excel outside of the television world. And if you know how to sell yourself on camera, it's also a great thing. You got to know what you're looking at. And you got to know what they're looking at. Um, and that was one thing that we understood from being able to make money on camera from sponsors and things like that to how to curate our dysfunction. Like, cause it's not dysfunction. This is curated dysfunction. We know what we want to give you at the end of the day with a little mishaps and things like that. Um, but like you said, it's not, it's something that it's not going to work for everybody. Everybody doesn't make NBA. Everybody doesn't make it to the NFL. This is like college. To, it's like college almost to get to a bigger league from using television to get into mainstream. So it's cool, but it's the greatest place for marketing and promo is to be on television. You know what I mean? Football players and basketball players are two different things. You know all the basketball players because you can see them. You don't know none of the football players they got helmets on. And that's how I always used to take it. Oh, interesting. I've never thought about it that way. That does make perfect sense. So you're right. I mean, just to have that visibility is really everything. Um, how was it for your relationship having that on television and you guys kind of working together? As tight as we were, sometimes it would take us for a loop. There's no way around it. It's inevitable. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I mean, it's inevitable <laughs> when you're living in a real relationship that we are. We definitely not putting on for television. A lot of things that we talk about were things that we really were in the midst of going through or things that we were trying to figure out. So sometimes it got besides us. But for the most part, we still together. We still love each other. We didn't let the exploitation of television come in between us. Our love was a little bit stronger than that. God, it's such a fine line, though, when you're, like, trying to do good television and you want to, like, harp on things that are real, but, like, how much of it's going to be real? It's it's a real great area. You guys have to have, like, a family meeting, like, before and after each scene to, like, check in where everybody is at. Yes, because, you know, you, the, the media and the people take everything out of consciousness and just blows it out of portion. You know what I mean? Ten times over. So it's like, you got to be very careful. But for the most part, if you're confident in who you are, reality television won't take away from anything. It'll just add to what you got going on. It's like one big commercial. Everything that I want to I make sure that I was seeing on television, whether it be merch, whether it was orange juice, whether it was a spoon, whatever it is, I use that television screen to market and promote for all the ancillary money that I've been making and things like that. Another venture of yours, um, as a weatherman, very successful uh, run you had as a weatherman. Great moments. <laughs> what inspired this to happen? Hurricane Irma, maybe five, six years ago, there to Miami. Um, I was stuck in Miami. Chrissy didn't want to leave. I had to get off the plane I was on going to New York to actually come to Miami. I think I was like in Texas somewhere. 
we stuck out there. A colleague of mine was like, man, you might as well go to the gram and give people the weather while you're out there. It's the weather, man. Um, end up doing that. Uh, me and Chrissy end up filming that and went viral. Millions of views for the first one. Um, <laughs> I What I appreciated was like the wardrobe suggestions. That's very smart. I feel like whether people should be doing that anyways, give us some wardrobe suggestions. After we got to the television show part and revolve scene, how dope the show was and it gave me an opportunity to put it on TV. And here we know we are about to come up on the sixth season in the next couple of months. So I hope people look forward to seeing me back giving them the weather again. Hell yeah. Let's gear it up. Definitely. No, I, I definitely love that. It's hilarious. Um, other acting roles that you've been able to do. Um, you've lived out one of my personal dreams of doing a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> was it the best experience? Tell me everything about this. I've been barking up Hallmark's tree for a long time. They never respond to me. They don't like any of my tweets. Nothing. How was this experience? You uh, did a Nick Cannon's uh, Christmas movie, Miracles Across 125th Street. Yes. Uh, incredible experience uh, just to be on set. Uh, the, the most incredible part about it was to watch Nick Cannon work. I thought that I'd do a lot. He does a, a, a lot at a, at a high level. So I have a very high respect for him and his craft. Um, also, how, how he invited me to the set and let me learn so much. Um, all a bunch of comedians there. I didn't stop laughing from the moment I got there. I believe I was for like a week. Every day was just like being at a comedy show. Like you couldn't, you couldn't pay for the type of laughs <laughs> that I was getting. Yeah. You get to see comedians in their rawest form. One that's not contrived, when they're not memorizing the script to be on stage just raw I mean just raw everything you hear is just some wild shit like oh my god they, like <laughs> every like in the middle of church people would like but it was the greatest one of the greatest experiences I had and really let me know how tough it is to complete a whole movie and just the wholesomeness of doing a Christmas movie did you guys shoot it in like the summertime was that weird I'm assuming you shot it in the summertime we shot it when it was hot outside weird. I mean baking hot so I had to put on full coats in the middle of the summertime, like to act like it was winter and it's fake snow everywhere. So production is dope when it comes to Hollywood and making movies and things like that. They could turn any day into any night or any night into any day in any weather. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're talented. Shout out to uh, to the props people and the people that know how to make that movie magic happen. Yes. Um, what is what is your dream gig if you were to have um, an act another acting role or on a series, a, a movie, whatever? What would really be uh, your number one? At this point, is whatever opportunity I could get. I would love to be in movies. One of one of my favorite things is to probably be in an action movie or maybe like a Marvel comic movie or something. Like yes. That. Um, Television, like, I'm not picky, man, but if I get an opportunity to get on the movie screen or in front of the television screen, I do believe I would seize the moment. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I've got one final question for you, and it's pretty serious stuff. Um, what the hell is a chopped cheese? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Uh, chopped cheese is a historic Harlem sandwich. Um, it's, the, it's the burger the actual burger patty chopped up into fine little pieces of beef. And then they put the cheese on top of it to actually melt the cheese into the, into the uh, chopped up burger. And then you add whatever toppings you would. And then you put that either on the roll or to put that on a hero. And it is one of the best sandwiches you could ever have. You know how Philly has their Philly cheesesteak? 
I was just going to say, like, how different is it from a Philly cheesesteak? I mean, other than it being ground beef, it sounds kind of like the same thing. Similar, two different flavors. Um, but yeah, Philly has their cheesesteak and we have the chopped cheese. So it's a little bit different. What kind of cheese are you supposed to use? Is it specific or can you switch it up? That's up to you. Some people use Swiss. Some people use Gouda. Some people use, I use American good old yellow American. Yes. Keep it classic. <laughs> what other toppings do you put on there? Me, I do lettuce, tomatoes, little bit of hot sauce and ketchup. I don't really eat mayonnaise, but most people put mayonnaise, ketchup, lettuce, tomatoes. God, that actually sounds pretty good. So is it, is the cheese to meat ratio, is it more cheese or more meat? It's more meat. The cheese is either one or two pieces of cheese on top of the chopped up uh, chopped up patty, and they let it melt in there, and then they put it on a sandwich. I feel like it should be called a chopped burger sandwich. <laughs> I think we need to rewrite it. We need to revise. You have to go through a whole long list of people here. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm going to try one because I saw the video of you making one. And um, listen, I've never been afraid of a good sandwich. Throw some melted cheese on there. Call it a day. I'll lean into it. 100%. Yes. Uh, well, I'm really glad that I got to have you on and got to hang out with you for a little bit. Keep on uh, keeping that body shredded. Um, you're doing it all. You're a very fascinating man. Is there anything else um, that, that you want to plug while you're on here for people to check out? Um, I I think we we we've we've said so much. Um, let's look out for the new music. Uh, what about your NFT? Should we be plugging that? Oh yeah, we got NFTs. Um, well, I, I sold so many NFTs. I probably was the first artist, probably one of the first people to actually dive into the NFT game, even before Mark Cuban was doing it. Got some real dope techie friends that was putting me on to a non fungible token at the time. I was able to do my chain. And now I've I've sold multiple NFTs. I have a, a NFT um, community. Uh, Badass Bears, uh, which my Uncle Ricky is the artist attached to the Badass Bears uh, community. Um, so if you want to you go join the Discord, come on on the Badass Bears. I also have an app, the Jim Jones app. Um, you can go to you can go to uh, Apple or you can go to uh, Google stores and download the app. Um, everything you want to know about Jim Jones, anything you want to participate in Jim Jones, whether it's music, whether it's fitness. Uh, there's always sweepstakes on there. There's always things that I'm giving away on there. Uh, like I said, the app is free. Come on, let me come. So, do you ever sleep? Like, how do you dabble in all of these things? You literally are in, you've got a hand in every pot. It's fascinating. I got a small, but a great team. And we're always looking for new things that we can do that's going to make us look better and, and be better. Um, and we try to expand as much as possible. I can't do none of this without my team. Um, and that's what I'm grateful people in my corner that help us push to push for the same goals. Hell yeah. Well, listen, I'm going to be, I'm keeping my eyes peeled for when this next version of the Broadway to off Broadway show happens. Cause I would love to come check it out. Sounds good. <laughs> I, had a ball. I, I had a good time interviewing, which we usually, it's usually not so fun, um, but thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much for hanging out. I appreciate it. I know you were just finishing up a workout, so I appreciate you hopping on with me real quick. Thank you. Enjoy your day. You too. Don't do nothing I wouldn't do. We'll try not to. (laughs) (laughs) Have a go. Bye, you too. A big thank you to Jim Jones for hanging out with me. The guy is fantastic. Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hopefully hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Um, There's going to be more of this. You know, it can't be resting all day, every day, all day, every day. we got to expand. Also, a big thank you to Emilio for hooking this up. So um, 
kudos to Jim Jones and his team for, for making it happen. All right, guys, this has been the sessions. Until next time, adios.